Our global yoga community means the world to us. And during these uncertain times, it's important that we support each other now more than ever. So if you haven't already, please check out and support the COVID-19 Yoga Teachers and Studio Support Fund, which has been set up by the yoga mat company Lifeform, who have donated a whole month's worth of profits to get this fund going. And you can donate to support yoga teachers and studios in need right now. And you can nominate a teacher or studio in your local area to potentially receive an award from this fund. Now it's open to everyone, to anywhere in the world, and to find out more, please visit yogasupportfund.com. Welcome to Child's Pose, a yoga podcast hosted by me, Michael James Wong, teacher, author, and founder of Just Breathe, Boys of Yoga, and Sunday School Yoga. Now this podcast aims to deepen your understanding, expand your perspective, and inspire your yoga practice. As I speak to teachers, community leaders, experts, and also ordinary practitioners about the topics and techniques that have evolved and progressed over the years. From the evolution of alignment, to the joys of practicing at home and now online, to what yoga means to the next generation of teachers. My hope with this podcast is that I can share the wisdom from those early years through conversations with some of the pioneers of the practice, but also speak to the next generation of teachers who are doing their part to keep yoga relevant in the real world. So join me each week as we deepen our understanding, expand our perspective, inspire our practice, and discuss yoga. Past, present, and wherever it's going next. Child's Pose. Let's begin. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of Child's Pose. I'm your host, Michael James Wong, and on this week's episode, I'm speaking to Andreas Hector and David Enroth, who are two friends who started Yoga Games, the largest yoga festival in Sweden and in the Nordics. Um, I mean, now they have upwards of four or five festivals a year, and together, while they're not yoga teachers, they are two big personalities in the yoga community in Sweden, really creating moments for communities to come together. Now, I thought it was really timely to have this discussion as the world opens back up and really looking at the ways in which big events, festivals, conferences not only have shaped the last uh, few years of the yoga community, but what it holds in the future. So I've been lucky enough to teach at their festivals over the past four or five years. I've spent a lot of time with these two. And if nothing more, they are amazing human beings and amazing organizers of this festival. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you guys, and I hope that you not only enjoy, but you learn a little bit around the business and the behind the scenes of creating special moments in the yoga community. Hey guys, so it's great to have you here on the podcast this week. And, you know, as I kind of said in the introduction, it's so nice to catch up with you guys and uh, reconnect I'm in London right now, and Andreas and David are somewhere in Sweden. Hey, guys, how are you? Very good, thank you. Very, very good, very good. Oh, great. So where are you guys right now? Who's where? 
Uh, I'm uh, 50 kilometers south of Gothenburg in a small village called Åsa. That's uh, yeah, that's my home city or home village. Uh, Andreas is only 20 minutes from here. <laughs> yeah, we're very close. We both live outside Gothenburg, just south of Gothenburg, Sweden. Yeah. Oh, great. What's for me really interesting in, in this podcast over the last few uh, weeks and months as we've been putting together, especially now in the middle of you know lockdown and isolation here in London, it's really about having these conversations that are uh, covering a lot of the ideas and aspects of the yoga community. And I thought it'd be really interesting today to chat to you guys, not only about yoga games, which we'll get onto in a moment, but just you know the idea of bringing people back together and what it's like to actually have these big moments uh, of gatherings. Now, over the past you know decade, you guys have not only started and created yoga games, but you've continued to grow it and to build such a really special community. I I'd love to hear kind of the, the beginning stories of, of yoga games. Like, what is it? Where did it start? How did it happen? Whose idea was it? I mean, what what is yoga games? Yoga games started uh, 12 years ago, we, we were running an event company that, you know, did normal jobs for companies that would do like a product release or anything like that. And we were hit really hard in 2008 when the economy lost. So we kind of trying to find our own products. So we struggle in, we're trying to find our own product that was, you know, passion driven, not, not like other companies work, you know, find our own thing. So we went on a trip on to uh, Portugal on a trading uh, week and we're doing, we thought we were going to do some running, some CrossFit, but we ended up doing almost only yoga. And every day we sat for like two hours trying to find this new idea, what the company was going to do. And we couldn't find any idea that was, you know, that we could trust. And then, uh, you know, after doing yoga as beginners for every day for a week, we were kind of like this yoga ballist, uh, uh, you know, like some people get when they try yoga and they haven't really um, believed in it. But then they are, this really works. This is why this is really work. We have all our friends, everyone we know should try yoga. Uh, this, this was our feeling. And then on the flight back david wrote this flight magazine and there was an article about the yoga festival in italy and he was like that's it that's easy that's it it's the whole meaning of this trip has been to read that magazine on the way back yeah and we was reading this and we and we, and we, we wrote down some keywords from uh, to create this uh, festival or convent uh on the on, on the airplane back and then i think it was 10 is it nine or ten months later we st started yoga games for the first time yeah it's seven months later the first event seven months later seven months yeah, later yeah. and we had this yeah. vision uh, what we uh what we were wanted to do and uh, yeah then yeah after seven months we were there well we thought we were going to do a big yoga festival because we thought well Everybody needs to do yoga and everyone will come. But we, so we rented a really big venue, but like 250 people came. So we lost a lot of money and uh, we're like, wow. So we were kind of naive. Right. Well, 250 is still a lot. I mean, how many were you expecting though? Like what was the plans for this first big one? The plan were like 750. Right. So big one. Yeah. 
So yeah, we were aimed high. Yeah. But yo, you know, this was 2011. The yoga scene was totally different back then. Mm. The, the, the big gyms and everything, they didn't have yoga. Yoga were only in small studios, like basements and everything. So yoga was still, still kind of an underground thing back in 2010, 2011. A lot of happened the last 10 years. Right. There was no in Sweden. There were no yoga magazine. No one talked about yoga really, mm. and nobody knew. So then, how did you, how did you get it started? Then was it just hand out flyers on the side of the street, or was it kind of run into anyone that you saw with a yoga mat and told them about this festival? Like, how did you yeah. actually get the first one off the ground? The first one off the ground, we we like contacted the best teachers that we knew, and uh, and my wife Johanna was uh, is a famous yoga teacher. Her network was quite big, so we kind of sold the idea to all the teachers and had them promote because all the teachers wanted this to be good. So we kind of implemented our idea to all the teachers that we invited, and the teachers believed in it and they wanted that bad, so they promoted it. Right, and that's really great to hear. I mean, and and so obviously, I'm I'm gonna think that 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 first one was really special, right? It, it was. Yeah, there was. There, I mean, what 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 did it feel like that kind of first day when you started to actually see people show up and people kind of went to these classes and said, "Oh, wow, this is some. There's something here." It was kind of uh, you know unreal that we did it, but people are here, and and then during the festival, we're like running around, uh, kind of didn't know what to do or where to to do uh, but the 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 big thing we talk about that was the feedback we had from the first event afterwards because that made us uh, sure that we were on the right path to something bigger because if we only have looked at the numbers and the, the financials we will never do that again for sure no one with some sense would ever do uh, another one of those but we, the feedback we had were just amazing. So we, 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 we were focusing on that and believe that we were on something good here. So Yeah. But I mean, and, and just for people listening, Andreas, like what actually happens at a yoga festival or at one of your yoga festivals? Because, you know, a lot of people will hear this. And even still now, 10 years on from 2011, it's still uh, not a new thing, but it's not an everywhere thing. So, I mean, what actually is the format of a festival? Well, the, the, the still today, our biggest struggle is to make people realize you don't have to be uh, very good or very experienced to come to a yoga festival conference or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Because that, that, we still struggle with that. People think that they, they see this list of all the great people, uh, teachers and, uh, and, and some from around the world that oh, I have to be really good at yoga to go to that event. Yeah, like an expert event. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. Or or be a teacher yourself or anything like that. It's not that at all. It's it's all kinds of yoga. It's uh, all different teachers and styles of yoga and um, meditation yoga. And we try to you know rate the classes like beginners, intermediate, advanced, or and and we have lectures. So it's actually very beginner friendly to try different types of yoga and teachers to know what kind of yoga you like so it's actually the other way around it's very good for beginners to go to a yoga event mm. to get to try different styles and teachers in an easy way 
I mean, I think that's really important. I mean, obviously, uh, I've been lucky enough to be invited to the festival a few times over the years, do other festivals and conferences in other places. And it is such a beautiful thing to have the experience of so many people who are trying yoga out for the first time or getting dragged along by their friends and realizing, yeah, oh, this is yeah. actually really exciting. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of see people have this really big light bulb moment for them going, oh, wow, this is this is such a powerful experience. And this practice, this yoga thing is actually more than what I thought it was. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that is the best feeling when they, they come up to us after the event and, and, and they're telling us those words that uh, we change something and we change often we get emails afterward uh, a few years after they went to their first yoga games and they are uh, explaining how much that first event meant to them in their life in their way of thinking and living and everything so it's 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 a really good way to come into yoga and then in the yoga practice you kind of ask yourself the big questions in life yeah and i mean what's really interesting for me as well you know that over the years you guys have created not only a festival right a single festival you've had multiple festivals so i know that you do it in different cities and you can maybe explain where you guys are and when you're going but maybe if i was to ask it started in gothenburg and then where did it go over the next kind of well, where did it go over the next 10 years after four years five years we're starting in uh, stockholm what was it 2016 15 15 yes 2015 yeah. and we started 2018 in malmo and uh, we were supposed to start in mars in copenhagen as well but uh, then this corona thing was coming <laughs> Yeah. But so overall, I mean, David, so overall, how many, how many festivals have you guys done since you started back in 2011? Hmm. I think it's yeah, 17, 17, yeah. Yeah, which is, 17. Uh, which is, which is a lot. And I mean, and, and we've all spoken about this before. And I, I think what's really important to recognize and also something to maybe celebrate with you guys is it's not, it's not easy. Right. Putting on a festival. And I think what's really in I think what's really important, especially in this conversation, is maybe to talk about kind of what doesn't work in a festival or what what's one thing or what's a few things that you um, that you that, you know, now that you had no idea when you started, like what went wrong at the beginning? I think that's what I was talking about a bit earlier that we thought it was kind of easy to attract even beginners but it's not you, you kind of we, we we were always thinking that we were going to attract more people than we did in the first years so i think that that's our biggest lesson it, it's hard it's hard to to attract people to to get them to buy tickets if they're not really into yoga right yeah and it, even hard when people have bought tickets and they are really happy with the events and feel this this is really really good and nice for me it's difficult to get them to uh, buy tickets next year uh, even if they are really really happy because it's other plans and uh, uh, people have do a lot of things they do travels they do uh, 
concerts, they do weekends with the family, so it's it's difficult with the times. People have very small amount of time, and we have a lot of women, and we have a lot of women who have kids, so the time is really precious. Mm. And so for people listening to this podcast who either are teachers or event organizers, or maybe they've just had this little idea in the back of their head to start an event or a conference or a festival like this. I mean, what, what little pieces of advice do you wish that someone told you right at the beginning? Don't expect to make money out of it. Okay, good. Yeah. The first three years. Takes about three years. Yeah, that's that's our our lesson. Yeah, the way we did it, it takes about three years before we even. We, the first year we lost a lot of money. The second year we reach about break even, and the third year we kind of earned the money we lost the first year. Mm. So after three years, you're at zero. We were at zero. This was a long time ago, and you know, short terms you can't make a big yoga event to make money. You have to be it in the long run. Right. So Andreas, was the plan at the beginning to do one every year or yeah. to do one for five years or to do five every year? Like what was the plan at the beginning or was there no plan? Yeah, the plan was to do it once a year. Yeah, that was the, the plan. Yeah. And see what it, where that t- took us. We didn't even have had a plan to do it in Stockholm. But after a few years or, or other cities, but after a few years, we saw that it's a very few people travel from Stockholm to Gothenburg to, to, to come to yoga. And so we saw this is kind of a local event that we're doing. So there has to be a, a, a market in Stockholm or in Malmö to do these events over there as well. And a good advice as well, I think, is to clarify everything. You you think sometimes that you clarify for your uh, participants that um, you're going to do this and this, but you need to clarify and make everything so clear, like you talking to a, like a three-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. Everything needs to be clear from the tickets, from the homepage, uh, uh, how uh, how you find the way when you are in the venue. So it's you need to be clear and clarify so so much. Yeah, I think that's really that's really important as well because the moment I think anyone gets unclear or it just becomes too hard to figure out, that's one person who's not coming, right? Or one person yeah. who's just like, ah, oh, can't be bothered. Yeah, yeah, you feel insecure, and that's not that's not a good feeling. Yeah, sure. And so here's a here's a question for you, David. I mean, obviously, you and Andreas knew each other before all of this started. You were friends before all of this started. What's it like, you know, especially in the yoga community? You know, a lot of people have great relationships with the people in their lives. What's it like starting a business? with your friend how does it work like what what are the rules were there rules at the beginning or was it just like hey we're friends let's see how this goes yeah i think the first time when we started this company we just we were two friends and uh, we wanted to do we want to create we want to start a company from the beginning we we were starting a company we had no idea what we were supposed to do we were we were great friends and we like to work and uh, yeah but uh when you work with your friend, yeah, it's a, maybe it's a little special, but we don't have so much problem with this. Work is work and uh, friendship is friendship. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes, like like now is hard times for us uh, with, with all that we have right now, financial problems because the corona and things get really tight. 
it's uh, yeah, it's a little bit difficult when <laughs> when you have financial problems, but uh, in the in the long term. Uh, it's, it's the best you can do if you have a really good friend and start a company. Mm. I think it's uh, it's magic. We have so many great memories together, what we have done, and uh, now we have a clearer road uh, ahead of what we're going to do. So, uh, yeah, I feel really great. Oh, that's really nice to hear. I mean, and Andreas, maybe I can ask you this kind of the, on the other side of it. I mean, as people who are working together in a business and also as a part of a bigger yoga community, do you guys have clear responsibility? Like I'm in charge of this and David's in charge of this, or is it just kind of, we have the things we're going to do and then we just pick and choose what we want to do on different days. No, we have clear responsibilities and, and different areas that we are in charge of, you know? So, uh, but, it, uh, uh, so it's very, it's very easy to work that way because either David does one event and I do the other one, like I do Stockholm, David does Gothenburg. So it's really, uh, we're really not stepping into each other's, but every every week we are sitting down, we're discussing each pro- project together and we, we help each other out and we do the same, we work the same way. So uh, I think otherwise we, we would just be a mess if we just uh, did whatever we felt like it was good. So now it's very structural. Uh, it's kind of, you know, very business uh, uh, way of doing it. You know, it's, it's, um, it's very... It's very Excel files. Do that. I do that. You do that, and and everything. So yeah, it's it's like working with uh, any partner. You want it. You want it for real, and you want it uh, to be well organized. And I and it's great to hear that because I mean I I do know that personally speaking to you guys over the years, but I think it's important for people listening to know that there is a clear responsibility because you know in the yoga community, which is I'd say different than almost every other industry or community, is that we generally love the people we're working with. We're always, you know, coming at it with good intentions, which also can create confusion at time or who's doing what. And, you know, having this kind of clear separation of I do one event and you do the other event, or I'm going to do the programming and you're going to do the sales and marketing or all these kinds yeah. of things. Maybe could I ask you as a follow-up for that, Andres, is over the years, obviously, it's likely you guys have worked different ways where, one year you might do different cities, but maybe in the beginning you might have done half the event each. Like, what are some of the examples yeah. of how you split up the work? Yeah, in the beginning, uh, when we only had one event, it was mostly me working with the yoga event, and David still worked with other customers we had. We're doing other events than yoga events because the company uh, was doing more things than yoga events. So then, uh, it was very clear. I did the yoga games event and David did other events. And when it became, came closer to the events, uh, I kind of needed his help to execute the event. And uh, he could have like this, uh, at the event, I, I was responsible of everything. And he had this free uh, role that just making sure everybody had a good time. And that's an important <laughs> role. That's a very important role to have because uh, that's what makes these events personal for, for you as a teacher to come and teach. Uh, you, you can't meet organizers that are stressed and or that mm. are not there. We, we, our goal is to be as organized as possible. So at the event, we can 
spend time with you. We can talk to the, the students. We can be everywhere. And if the event goes as planned, we're not needed at the event. Yeah, I mean, that that in itself is such a powerful piece of advice. I mean, I, I know firsthand, I mean, I think I'd say I'd lost a little bit of count now, but I think I, I've maybe taught at four or five of the festivals over the years. And yeah. you guys are the most calm, relaxed, having fun to the point where me and my team get stressed almost like should we be doing something david's over here vacuuming and playing ping pong and andreas is over here <laughs> trying on a t-shirt and getting a massage and i'm like you just opened the doors 20 minutes ago i feel like we should be doing more which goes with speaks i mean hopefully i mean for, from my point it's a huge compliment and speaks value to the preparation that you guys have put in and i think what's really nice about that and maybe i'll ask you this david is you know, a lot of times when people are working together on events and, you know, a lot of times you have different skill sets and you kind of always have someone who's maybe more organized or more spreadsheet oriented and someone who's really great with people. We can sometimes, you know, you see, you know, you see kind of that role that you always had, David, of, or not always, but of spending time with the community, spending time with the teachers, having a laugh, having a chat. How, you know, from your point of view, what are you actually doing? I mean, I, I know it's not just all go have a bit of fun, but are you doing certain things? Is there a certain intention? Like I want to teach, I want to talk to everyone or I want to be the most fun person here. Like what, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, Andreas is the more organized guy of us. He's the Excel file guy. Uh, and uh, I'm maybe... I'm maybe better to to take people, but Andreas is really good to to uh, talk to people as well. He's uh, fantastic, but I I think I I enjoy it even more than Andreas, and so it's 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 it's, it's pure passion. Uh, I really like to spend time with the the students and talk to the teachers. Uh, I want to have more time. I want to. I want teachers to come one day earlier so I can spend more time with them. But they, they always have a tight schedule, and we have, and the, the days before the event, we have so much to do, so we can relax on the event and have more time, like Andrea said, to 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 the community. But um, no, uh, on the event, uh, we think that's one of the most important uh, thing about this event. The first is to be organized. And uh, the second uh, is to uh, be friendly, be open and listen to people. And uh, because that thing we think is really uh, special for our, uh, for yoga games. Mm. If you compare to other festivals, we hear a lot of things from like uh, American teachers and even teachers from uh, Europe that the other big festivals they don't have time and uh, and we, we think that's the most important thing here one of the most important things yeah this podcast is part of sunday school yoga an international teachers community an online teacher training platform supporting new and developing teachers as they learn share and grow together so make sure you check out sundayschoolyoga.com to find out more about how to get involved and to explore the growing selection of online courses you can enroll in from anywhere in the world.
I think that's the, that's where we pick up things to improve because we have we talk to all the teachers a lot and the students a lot. So we pick up the small things to improve to next year, and we're trying to listen really hard to everybody. So so we know how to improve every event till next year. Mm, that's really. I mean, this is all really really uh, great advice for people out there who are thinking about festivals and events. And obviously, it, it's it's quite a unique time right now because of you know, COVID and how everything is locked down in, in different parts in the world. But obviously, a lot of people don't realize the amount of planning or preparation. Now, how long does it take for you guys to plan one event? Like, when do you actually start for an event? We start about a year ahead. About a year ahead, we book dates and, uh, and uh, the venue. And then we slowly start with the, the teachers, the international teachers. And then like uh, eight months before the event, we, we uh, reach out to the teacher that we want and we try to have the, the full program set uh, seven months before the event so we can release the tickets six to, uh, five to six months before the event. That's like our timeline for, for an event. But yeah, I think I think important thing is is also that you know doing events is is what we do. We we are an event company. A lot of people uh, trying to start event is actually working with something else, and they're trying to, to like make an event on the side of what they are working with. Our full time job is to create events, and it's always been, and and it takes a lot of time to create events. And it's uh, it's over. Uh, it's it's kind of easy to underestimate estimate that time it takes. And the focus, yeah. Yeah, and actually, uh, a nice question on the back of this, and, and I'll ask you this, David: is a lot of times, you know, I find within the community, the inspiration to do a yoga event or a festival or a conference. Uh, oftentimes comes from a teacher or someone who's really passionate about the practice. Now, I know that both of you, obviously both of you guys are dedicated yogis, um, but I know, David, you're not a teacher. Andreas, I'm not actually sure. You might have done a teacher training over the years, but I mean, I know that yoga teaching is not your full-time job or has ever been. Do you think that has been a part of your success as a festival, not needing to be a teacher? I, I think so because um, as an event company and we are we were not so into the yoga business. Uh, I think it was a big benefit for us to see it from uh, another uh, spectrum uh, to see uh, how we can create this festival. If we were uh, yogis, uh, yoga teacher from from the beginning, I think we have done it in another way. Uh, now we. I think we were a little bit better to yeah organize and uh, we know that it was a lot of job because we had done events before so we, we know from the beginning is this is going to be a hard work it's going to take a few years be- before we we get to the point uh, we want, want it to be from the beginning so I'm 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 I'm, I'm really sure that this uh, uh, festival haven't uh, been the same if we were yoga teacher from the beginning. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm not a teacher and I've never taken took any training. I'm, I'm a happy beginner student still, always will be. And, uh, but so, so it's, it, I think it was uh, uh, our, a good thing that we were 
not teachers and that at the same time and we're not in the in the yoga industry that much at the same time my wife johanna mm -hmm. was uh and still is like a famous teacher and she yeah. knew the yoga scene so we had like the the full insight of the yoga scene from her so we could we could focus on the organization and she did the program the first years so she connected she contacted teachers and she did the full program so we had like the yoga industry expert and they mm. and we were the event making experts so we were kind of a good team together and then we have grown to know the yoga community very well me and david but the first years we, we were didn't know any international teachers or any teachers in in sweden either so it's so no and and, and without Johanna, it's uh, <laughs> without Johanna, it's supposed to be really, really difficult for us to start this. So she was helping us so much, and uh, she was really interesting about. Uh, she she was a yoga teacher from Sweden, but the, the, I think the difference between her and other experts in in uh, Sweden was that she was like thinking international uh, from the mm. beginning because she has traveled so much and do, uh, had done so much yoga. Uh, teacher trainings all over, so she know people from everywhere. So she was, yeah, she was a, am she is amazing, and she helped us so much in the beginning. Oh, absolutely! I mean, Johanna is is phenomenally amazing in all that she does and who she is. And I mean, it's almost like you had kind of this secret third partner helping around. Yeah. Um, at the beginning, yeah. not even secret, <laughs> but I think it, it, it makes it, <laughs> no, right? not, not secret at all, yeah. but you know, I, I think it makes a nice point though, as well, because, you know, whether you're someone listening to this conversation and you are a teacher or you are someone who's interested in events or putting on events that I think it goes to show how important it is to have both sides of it, right. To have yeah, expertise exactly. yeah. and someone in the community, but also to have someone who's got their head on straight, looking at a plan, creating the logistics, looking at the the business side of it, yeah. because it kind of goes to show that power of, you know, doing things together, this community aspect, even in business and in yoga, that I think you guys, um, you know, are a great example of. Yeah, yeah. So just on that point as well, and I, and I thought this is a, a nice question to, to ask both of you, being the fact that yoga festivals and conferences again aren't new but they're not everywhere and you know there's different there's different ways that that they pop up all around the world and and obviously just from your opinion as well you know if if i'm a yoga teacher i mean i am a yoga teacher but let's say if i'm a yoga <laughs> teacher listening to this and i'm saying okay well i really have seen more and more yoga festivals pop up and they're really amazing in this in the fact that they bring big groups of people together to have uh, really special moments. What's the process for a yoga teacher to get involved with a festival? Is it they simply drop you an email and say, hey, I'd love to get involved? Or is there a process that you guys kind of look for when creating your experiences? What's the process if you're a yoga teacher? If you want to teach at an event or... Yeah, if you wanted to teach, I mean, and, yeah. and again, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I've seen yoga games and I've seen lots of photos and videos and some of the teachers I follow on Instagram, I've seen yeah. at these festivals, but I'm really inspired by what you do. But, you know, there's there's not necessarily a phone number to call you up and go, hey, Andreas, uh, I'm around next year in Stockholm. You know, yeah. what is that? And I'm sure you get lots of inquiries, yeah. but what's the process these days? Yeah, that, that I would say that's the hardest thing to do is to to do the program to cho like choose the teachers, because 
after each event, we do uh, we send out this email to all all the students, and they uh, rate all the their experience and classes and everything. And uh, then we ask them for for uh, who t- which teachers they want to see next year. And they they always want to see all the teachers that were there, and they want to see some new teachers. So, so it's kind of hard for us. Right. So it's a balance of ones they know and ones they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's, it, that's the hardest part is to make the program uh, uh, a bit new because they, they want the same ones and they still want new. Uh, we, we can't grow that much. So we keep all the old ones and then we add new each year. So it's, it's a very hard balance to, to, um, to make the programs. Uh, we're, we're now in a position that we have uh, multiple cities, which makes it easier. So we can alternate uh, some of the mm. teachers in some teachers. So in the beginning, when we start up a thing like your games, we had difficult to, to get teachers because they get so many uh, right. invites to conferences, but so many conferences or festivals were, were canceled because uh, of uh, not selling enough tickets. So before you get a name in the industry, like we have now, it was hard to get teachers. Now we are a name in the industry. And we get, uh, we're in a position where we get contact. I think uh, last year we, we uh, I think me and David said we got like 150 emails, something like that. I mean, almost every other day we got an, an email from a teacher that wants to teach at Yoga Games. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, and it's very good it's, teachers. It's, it's so flattering. Much, yeah. It, yeah. And it's so much uh, teachers coming to us. And it, But I mean, the schedule, we have only like, uh, 35 teachers in an event. So it's not so much if you see how many who wants to be a part of uh, our festival. Mm. So, yeah, so it's, it's hard to, to, but it's also, it's very flattering, but it's hard work for us because uh, now we know teachers, international teachers that, that re- recommend other international teachers because otherwise it's hard for us to you know try the international teachers that we had the first years. We only sure. almost only invited teachers that we have been to classes either in new york la london or whatever we knew when they came that this is a great teacher it's not a good teacher this is a great great teachers is that what we they need to be to stand out yeah and i think it's important as well because and i, and I say this personally from my own experience is that teaching at a festival is different than teaching in a studio class right yeah. you're creating yeah. a different experience and and I think it's important, and maybe looking at it from the teacher's point of view, and maybe you guys can tell me what you think about this, is that at the end of the day, it's about the students, right? It's about their experience. It's not about how famous a teacher is, how much knowledge they have, how much, you know, how many people they bring with them, or what kind of yeah. yoga sequences they do, but are they creating an experience for the students that is memorable, that is special, that is powerful? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and social media has even made it harder because now people ask us to bring teachers or, or yogis that have lots of followers and some of them don't even teach. <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of, mm-hmm. I want that that yogi to come and you look at the account and you see everything, but you know, is that really a teacher? Can that person sure. teach? It's a totally different thing from yeah. having lots of followers. So, uh, the first years, uh, Instagram didn't exist. And this kind of made, made it uh, yeah. easier in one way, but of course, hard <laughs> because yeah, you weren't, it was hard to get to know teachers, but you know, without traveling. 
Yeah, but but sometimes when we when we have teachers who have a lot of followers and and when they come to yoga games and uh, they have a lot of people in the first classes the the the, the first time and then people ah oh, it was not so good it was not special I like uh, her her or his uh, account but uh, his uh, he or she is not a good yoga teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and these are these are lots of considerations that you guys need to make as you're putting on events. I, I always think from my point of view as a teacher, the greatest compliment uh, is being invited back. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Right. You know, but, you know, I mean, uh... this, is, this is a big but. Sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> we can't invite all the great teachers back. So you, you can't be, uh, you know, uh, sad if you don't get. Uh, uh, invited back because we have so many great teachers and we all but we still need to put some new so we always have to not invite some people that are really good mm, and that's, that's a hard a really thing point. yeah it's a that's very a really hard thing point. so you uh, so if you're not getting invited back one year you can get invited back in three years because mm. we need to alternate even the the very good teachers Oh, yeah, and, it's, and it's a big and it's a big difference between students and students. Some of the students they want the, the same teachers, exactly the same teachers next year. They don't want to try some someone yeah. new. They have been in yoga games for for ten years and they have gone to the same classes, persons every year. And uh, some and some students they, they only want to, uh, to try new uh, new teachers. So it's a balance. That is true. I mean. I cannot even imagine the amount of different combinations and conversations and arg mini little arguments you have. It's like putting all the chess pieces on the board going, I think this is right. Yeah. And then you move one thing and then you got to move four things. Yeah. 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 yeah but exactly. it, is, it is like that because then we want different styles or types of teachers and we want both men and women and we both, you know, we want, we want the, the full mix of teachers uh, that that the full spectrum yeah, yeah. That, that you know so, so the the program is really interesting and uh, our biggest compliment is when students come to us and say it's really hard to choose between the classes that's when we knew yeah right that's what that's our goal you know yeah. i want to be in all classes yes great so yeah that that's that i guess that's still the hardest part to to be well organized not very hard the hardest part yeah. is you know the 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 sensitivity in making an mm. interesting program. Yeah. Well, I've just had a thought. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, um, only because I think we might learn something about planning conferences and yoga festivals. And I'm going to start with David on this. And um, I don't want to use names. I'd rather you kind of explain types of teachers. But if you were sitting down with uh, someone who wanted to start their own yoga festival and they said, I need, I, I want to, I've got enough room for five teachers. What types of teachers, uh, what are those five types of teachers they should have? Should they have like a fun one and a serious one or an old one and a young one? I mean, David, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you want to have some with who spread a lot of love and a lot of the, the feelings. You have like the nice music and, and have this touch. And then you need uh, someone who's really technical, you know, so how show you everything, how you do, how, how, should I put my shoulders there and, and my hips here? Uh, very technical. 
and um, then you want to have someone who who's maybe a little bit older you know have how to have done a lot of things through years have been maybe a yoga teacher for 40 years or something it's uh, yeah i think that's a good part and i think someone who do uh like more a show like really special you don't uh, more like a show you, you don't have in uh, yoga studios with the musicians and uh, choreography and uh, stuff like that and uh, i don't know the fifth maybe some meditation we see that meditation is growing very fast so uh, the, from the beginning we had not so much meditation and now uh, it's a lot of meditation so some kind of meditation or yoga nidra or something like that great i mean i think that's a great uh, recommendation Andreas, would you change any of that, or would you do the same? What What would you do? No, I think yeah, I think that's how we work. David explained it quite well. But if you want to put terms on it, you know, it's some are more like Iyengar influenced, and some are more like Kundalini influenced classes. So we cover all the the big styles in yoga, and then some new style of thing that has come come up. You know, like 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 for example, yoga nidra that's really coming strong. The last year in sweden that no one talked about three four years ago but now it's really popular uh, so, so we try to you know listen to what people expect the, the the program has changed a lot since the beginning that when when like power yoga was the thing you you have mm. to be sweaty it's just it's, it has to be a workout but now it's it's, re, it's it's switched to the kind of opposite you you need to find a place to relax and calm and find your peace and that's what you do at the yoga mat so and sometimes it's difficult to know if have we as yoga games change or is the community change as well in our perspective is it was like andrea said more power yoga before and now it's more restorative it's more calm yoga and yeah mm. And I think it's great to hear that you guys listen to what's going on or, or really look at what's going on out there and, and making the the festival really or making the really uh, the conference really welcoming for everyone and having lots of different access and things going on. Um, I, mean, I think during this time right now, while obviously everything is a bit quieter, things are on lockdown. I mean, what what have you learned the most about being apart from these big events? Um, you know, what have you missed about people coming together? Yeah, well, it's it's our, our slogan, the power of community. I mean, I mean, there's nothing like being together in in real. You know, uh, at first you you could have some some online substitute, and you think, oh, online was better than I thought, and I'll be okay with the online thing. But since time goes on, you really miss coming together. That energy that creates when a lot of people are at the same place or a lot of like like-minded people they're in there they're they're getting an experience that is really really positive and they share it with other people so it's kind of it spreads outside the event when all the people uh, that were at the event that they come home they spread they, they keep on spreading that positive energy around them so it's it's a, it's a very powerful thing to come together many people and do the same thing 
uh, I, I I really miss you know when we're starting uh, this we we start always on a Friday and when all the exhibitioners first coming and they they are a lot of small companies uh, and they pack their things and they fix their uh, booth and uh, there's a lot of energy there and the first yoga teachers arise and we say hi to them and uh, then on Saturday morning when the big day is when the first yoga tea when we are first there we take a coffee right before we open the doors and we have this perfect music yoga music on and people is coming and they have a lot of expectation and they are happy and uh, it's a really mighty feeling it's uh, yeah it's great but even greater i think is on the Sunday when people go home and we standing and hug people and ask people uh, how the, the week has been they have so much emotions and they are so grateful and we are grateful and uh, and you can really see that the people who have been in our events they're gonna spread this vibes this uh, this yoga good vibes uh, uh, through the society and the families in the working place so um, yeah th that's really great yeah i mean i really love that i mean i know for me over the years of, of teaching at the festival and being a part of the community i mean i have you know so many fond memories not necessarily of of the classes themselves but just being able to spend time with people you know the fact that in, in a very unique way at a yoga festival everyone looks each other in the eyes everyone's happy to chat to whoever about whatever everyone's always smiling it, it, it almost feels like this perfect place where humans come together to actually enjoy themselves and i find that's really special about about yoga games wow thank you yeah it's a, it's thank our you. goal to to make people feel that way you know it's it's a it's a very positive environment with positive people so like you said when someone like drag their friends to yoga games at the first time and we can see that mm -hmm spark in their eyes when they leave it's like yeah they got it this was a, a unique experience that they, they were never expected they came nervous and they left enlightened it's it's magic mm. and what about you david do you have any fond memories or thoughts <laughs> yeah i'm not a fun memories but uh, i would think about we, we 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 often get feedback from the community that they want to have more community that people want to know more about the people uh, who are in yoga games who is that i want to know where, who, who that people are uh, what what are they doing how uh, so we need we have i think we have a big challenge to connect people even any, uh, even better and i really I, I don't know right now what we how we're going to do it but i think uh, there we have something to do better develop better that you really know who is who is going on uh, yoga games it can be a really good uh, it can be better mm. well i think you know even with that yoga games is such a powerful and beautiful community experience i always say it is not only one of the most well-organized festivals i've ever been a part of but also one of the most enjoyable festivals to be a part of so I do thank you guys for, for creating this and being such leaders in the community from an event side of it and from a community building side of it. Thank you very much. Thank you very, thank much. You very much. Thank you. Very proud.
So I have a question for for you as we kind of wrap this up, and maybe I'll start with you, Andreas. Is what do you want your legacy to be with Yoga Games? We want to create happiness and awareness. That that's that's kind of simple. It yoga is so powerful in so many ways. So we just want to help people get to know yoga and all that yoga can do for you. So, so we feel like we are helping people when we are putting this event together. And I, I think that's what, what our goal is to, to just, it's, it's not, our goal is not to teach you how to do your asanas better. It's to teach you how to be a better person, I would say. Yeah, I mean, that's a beautiful way to put it. David, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people know what they're going to do, what they do on the mat, but, uh, you know, uh, to practice yoga outside the mat, I think is so beautiful. And I I didn't get it the, the first year when uh, I was practicing yoga and we had this festival. But now I understand that uh, a, lot of, a lot of people don't know that how they're going to practice the yoga outside the mat. It's, uh, I mean, to practice on the mat is pretty easy. You stand there on your mat and you do the asanas and sometimes it gets hard. But I mean, when it gets hard outside the mat in your life, that you can uh, bring the feeling from the mat uh, to like breathe when it's really hard. I think I really like to, when people think, uh, think about how they can uh, practice yoga outside the mat. No, I think that's great. I mean, it's been a really nice chance to catch up with you both. It's always such a pleasure when we spend some time together. Um, so I did want to thank you guys for jumping on and having a little chat this morning on, on the yoga podcast. But I, I thought uh, as, as a final question, which is, I mean, hopefully a relatively easy one, what does the future hold for, for yoga games for you guys? What's coming up this year and next year? What's next? Well, <laughs> well, we're in a special <laughs> situation. Next is to, is to execute the events that were were planned and were postponed. So yeah, sure. next is to do a lot of events, and uh, uh, we try try to survive the situation where we were uh, starting up a new city in a new country like Denmark Copenhagen. And uh, the timing could not have been worse. Sure. So. Uh, uh, we have no like track record in in Denmark. They hardly know us. So uh, to uh, ask them to postpone their tickets to next year has been a big challenge. But we're grateful that the Google community have really uh, welcomed us and and uh, have supported our thing to postpone the event to next year and uh, and also the postponed events in sweden but they're kind of easier because they they have been to a few events and they know us and they know we, we're doing good so yeah the next coming up uh, thing for us is to execute many great events oh great and just remind me again gothenburg stockholm malmo copenhagen that's right yes right now yeah we will all be there 2021 I mean, they'll be, they are, and they will be great events, I am sure. 
And, um, you know, to, to wrap up this conversation, you know, you know, for anyone listening who is really interested in this kind of world of, of festivals and events, you know, there is a lot of inspiration and insight that we've taken from this conversation, you know, and, and what's so rewarding and what's so empowering that I find to hear from you guys is that, you know, at the end of the day or at the beginning of the day, you, you know, you started as friends and you maintain that friendship as well as creating something that's been so powerful for the community, not just in um, Sweden, but, you know, all around the Nordics and Europe and expanding outwards. And and I can honestly say this by by being a teacher who does travel quite a lot in, in all corners of the world, that Yoga Games is very much one of the, the benchmarks on, you know, great yoga festivals. Well, thank you very much. Well, wow. <laughs> this is much. really proud to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's the biggest compliment. Thank you for, for, for saying that. But also I know that, you know, this is definitely not the, uh, you know, the, the, the first time you've heard that because I know many, many teachers who very much love you both and what you guys have created. Andreas, uh, to wrap this up, what, what is the best way that people can find you guys or connect with you guys? What are the, the socials and the websites and all those kind of things if they want to find out more about yoga games? Yeah, the easiest part is to, to email us at just as info at yogagames.com org org uh, that's where we always are but you can also contact us at, on our instagram just yoga games uh, or uh, facebook yoga games we try to to you know uh, respond to everything on all platforms but uh, the email is the email and instagram is, is probably the best the quickest answers you will get wonderful so we're happy to 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 answer all questions and thoughts wonderful well, thank you guys both for, for joining. It's always such a nice time to see you both. You know, what I always find interesting and, and, and so exciting about these conversations that there's so much depth to this yoga community out there uh, in the world, wherever you are. And it's very much built uh, and underpinned by this aspect of community and allowing people to share experiences together. So thank you guys for joining me. And it's been such a pleasure to, to catch up. And I do look forward to the next time that we can all hang out and have some fun at a festival. Yeah, so do we. Thank you very much for having us, Michael. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Micah. Thank you for your words. Thank you. Wonderful. Amazing. Thanks, guys. So thanks, everyone, for listening in to this episode of Child's Pose. Um, it's been great to have these conversations. Again, I'm your host, Michael James Wong. If you want to find out about uh, more about me or any of these podcast episodes, just head over to um, my social at Michael James Wong, or you can check out more at sundayschoolyoga.com. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time on Child's Pose.